Hello, hey, hey, bonjour, I'm Gwen Lafage, and this is B2B Marketing FICA, a series of casual interviews with B2B marketers in Europe. Real stories, real tips from the people who are actually doing the real work on the ground. Let's grab a coffee and a bully and let's get started. Hello, um, so today I'm talking to um, Summit Vermani, who is the Global Marketing Director at uh, WordPay, and he's based in London. So hello and welcome, uh, Summit. Um, maybe we can start by um, having you tell us a little bit more about you and, uh, and your role right now. Hi, Gwen. Um, really nice to, to have the chance to kind of catch up like this. Um, the new normal, as it were, sort of looking over over the over international waters and over video. Um, so let's hope the technicals uh, are okay. Uh, so I'm Smeet Ramani, um, global marketing leader. I have worked in a number of industries over the years, starting my life as B2C, uh, working for brands such as ESPN, Daily Mirror, uh, Newspaper Group, and MoneySupermarket.com here in the UK. Um, before sort of moving into B2B, uh, working at a company called Symantec, who are very big in the kind of IT SaaS cybersecurity space, um, before moving into the world of finance, fintech and financial services, uh, working for WorldPay. Um, and now sort of WorldPay is now part of a, a larger company called FIS. Um, and so uh, more recently, my role was focused on sort of bringing about that integration uh, between the two companies. Right. Yeah, it's an, always an interesting challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through a few of those in my time. <laughs> and uh, the company headquarters is in London, right? Like you're based in London. I'm based in London and we, the company has headquarters in uh, Jacksonville in Florida in the US uh, with offices all around the world. Uh, so the company is a pretty large company, it's 55,000 people around the world. Um, so you can imagine that, you know, with Corona and, and everything like that, mobilizing the workforce, uh, you know, in those early stages was a, was a big sort of effort. Yeah, I can imagine. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Like what, um, what have you, what happened in the past uh, few months and what are the changes that you've been through? Has it been like, I'm guessing different phases and, and in, the, in the crisis, if we can call it that way? <laughs> yeah, and I think you need to, I try and take a wider perspective on it as well. So I'll sort of give some perspective based on sort of my own you know, personal experience, but also then sort of others that I've spoken to in the industry. Um, but really, obviously, I think no one could have ever foreseen anything that was going on uh, like what we've seen in the last few months. Um, I think early on, sort of the biggest impact was really trying to shift uh, our mentality and mindset in terms of how we work, but also looking at the impact in terms of customers. Um, so customers across lots of different industries sort of work with a company like WorldPay. Um, so, you know, the impact on the industries like travel and airlines, um, but equally then sort of, you know, providers in the digital content space have had very different experiences and um, small businesses, large enterprises. And um, so I think it's been, it's definitely been a, a challenge uh, for everyone involved, but it's required sort of a different approach and a different mindset to, to really look at understanding how we view a customer um, and how we view sort of going to market. So I think when I speak to other marketers in, in lots of different industries, um, 
really there's been a huge amount of shift towards focusing on existing customers and focusing on customers uh, and how we can help customers through sort of their challenges. And that's been a big focus of marketing rather than the traditional kind of B2B marketing lead generation, uh, trying to acquire new business um, that has become, you know, I'd say in the world of B2B marketing, less of a, a concern right now, um, depending obviously on your business and your industry. Uh, but I, I would say that that has helped redefine, uh, you know, the part that marketing can play in supporting a business. Um, and we're definitely getting viewed in a different way, I would say. Um, and again, I, I speak to lots of people in, in, in the industry and it's definitely a feeling that, you know, there's a realization the marketing adds value that wasn't as evident before. Um, mm -hmm. And definitely there's a collaboration that we're working with commercial teams and sales teams that, you know, I think everyone would have wanted, but I think we're now in a position where things are forced in that direction and everyone's kind of clubbing together and working as a really cohesive team um, in lots of organizations to, to help organizations through this difficult time. So would you say that there's been a shift in like, um, uh, from from only focusing on lead gen to maybe highlighting a bigger value of, of marketing? Uh, so I think it depends on the company that you're in. Um, and I think if the company that you've been in has been very focused on lead generation at, at acquisition level and less on the kind of customer life cycle and less on sort of retention and growing a share of wallet, then I think, you know, you will see, and I am seeing based on sort of across the industry is, you know, there is a shift to that because, you know, there are less people and less businesses willing to kind of commit to, to acquiring new solutions. Um, and so actually, you know, there's something about delivering value and support for this, at this difficult time to, to other customers. Um, and I think the customer experience is becoming more evident now as well. Um, so, what's the customer experience been working with your business through this difficult time? Um, you know, and that that's coming into play in terms of sort of how customers are viewing our value propositions um, and our, their relationships with us as companies. Uh, but equally, when we look at customer experience, we look at the employee experience as part of that as well. And mm -hmm. I think it's, it's becoming evident where you know, companies are providing a positive employee experience at this time and the reflection that that has on their brand and then that has on, you know, people's willingness to do business with you. It, you know, every sort of situation is a reflection of you as a company and, and we probably don't look at employee experience as much as we, we should or could as part of the overarching customer experience and the brand proposition. Uh, but I think you're seeing some great examples in the world of, of businesses that are doing, you know, things in the right way. So Airbnb is an example, a great example where they've had to make some, you know, pretty devastating cuts. Um, but you'll see the approach that they've taken is to be highly supportive, to connect their employees with potential opportunities, to create an alumni hub um, and really trying to, extend that brand proposition into their employee experience, even when the people have left the company. Um, and I think once we come out of this sort of interesting stage that we're all in, uh, you will start to, I think you'll start to see sort of those that have done good things and those that haven't will sort of reap benefits or you know, lose benefits as a result. 
Yeah. So you think it it's this time is forcing some company to maybe pose and think about their bigger purpose or value as a, a company and a brand rather than just focusing on leads, leads, leads and I think uh, I think there's gonna there's an element of that. So I think there's no doubt that there's a huge element of survival right now, um, and you know, and the raw commerciality of what that means um, will mean that you know businesses are will do whatever they need to do to survive first and foremost. But I am seeing, and I hope, <laughs> in amongst all of that, to to see that people do recognise that brand and uh, you know the brand purpose and the voice at this time um as it uh, you know as it plays out in various issues that we sort of are dealing with at the moment in the world um i think that is a that that's sort of food for positive thought yeah and so uh concretely for you in the past few months what uh, what have been like your focus on or priority have you lived like you and your team i guess at, at wordpay what what have you been uh, focusing on uh so i would say that right now it's been about um you know keeping things simple um keeping things um you know so that we're providing the right approach and the right uh, information uh, so information dissemination rather than um you know, marketing uh, in inverted commas um, has been key, I think, across uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of businesses right now. Um, and I think that just being there, and so it's less front end, I would say, less stuff that's out there, um, you know, definitely doubling down in terms of support, in terms of webinars, um, you know, materials, uh, content hubs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I would say, definitely working hand in hand with you know commercial teams and those that have you know the direct relationship with customers um is pretty key right now um in some businesses marketing has always been seen as an extension of sales enablement but i think in a lot of businesses now um you know that's becoming even more evident um you know the value that marketing can bring um as a kind of partner in crime with sales mm -hmm. so that does brought you closer to the sales team in in some ways and um yeah and because you're working in such a big um global company um had it been like difficult to get to kind of organize on a global level i guess the, the the globality of the company were there before so i'm assuming that this has not changed that much i'm saying that the marketing team is probably spread out anyway Yeah, I mean, I feel when we reflect on sort of everything, all the changes that are happening right now for a lot of people in terms of how they work, I feel very fortunate that I've worked in a number of large multinational companies where, you know, I've managed distributed workforces, you know, we've we've lived and operated, you know, through things like WebEx and email and regular conference calls. And that's just the way that we do business, the way that we work. And so I would say that for me personally, uh, you know, all the changes that have happened as a result, um, they're not too different. They're not too different. Um, I think the difference is that with our teams um, sort of across the world, there are people that are more used to being in an office environment. And so they don't have that. And, um, and also the impact of sort of permanent working from home under more restricted sort of uh, Yeah, restricted conditions uh, is different from kind of working flexibly. Um, 
and you know we're working through a pandemic we're not just working from home and so there are additional kind of things to con consider and and in terms of how we manage a team how we support our teams and how we look at people as individuals and sort of their own circumstance and how that impacts their ability to kind of perform at work but also then how all of this is impacting them sort of in their own personal lives and um, so it's a unique managerial challenge and leadership challenge um but i would say i feel you know, grateful that I've had the experiences that I've had over the last few years that, you know, this doesn't feel too different, um, you know, other than the fact we're living through a pandemic. Yeah. And it looks like people are definitely settling in more right now. I think like we passed the, the first phase, which is a little bit of a panic, like what's going on and what are we going to do? And now we like going through different phases and the word is kind of changing every week um which is like a challenge for for marketers for sure to kind of find find the right voice and the right tone um through everything that's happening and um and in this kind of situation are you how are you planning for like the the future are you already thinking about like maybe short-term future the after summer or like the end of the year or what uh <laughs> um I think it's it's difficult to say. So um, I think for me personally, I, the way I look at it is um, it's an opportunity for, uh, for for me. If I look at myself as a, as an individual, to to really reassess kind of how I do things from you know from a marketing standpoint. Where is the world going? Um, sort of where is the future state of things? Um, I'm fortunate or unfortunate enough to have lived through kind of the financial crash of 2008, 2009 and have been working at that time and had seen the sort of the experience of that and the shifts that happened. And if we remember back, that was really the advent and the start of social media. Um, and we fast forward sort of 10, 11, 12 years and we've seen how much of an impact that has had on the world let alone on marketing um and so when i think about sort of what where where do we go from here it's really what's going to be next what do we need to be thinking about as marketeers you know how is voice going to impact the customer experience how is ai um, and machine learning going to impact what we do from a marketing standpoint um but equally sort of you know how much you know look at events in b2b events in b2b are a huge thing so it's thinking about there's lots of things that you know I'm, I'm, i talk about at the moment where we're really trying to play around with what the future could be um, and not having to hold on to what has been um, but equally not throw, throw everything out just because we're in a kind of what feels like a very new age um, and really try and critically assess what do we what do we need now, but how are we building for a future flexible state? Because you can never future proof, um, mm -hmm. because anything can happen at any point. But you can build something that's you know with the future in mind, that's flexible and agile enough to adapt to things that change. And with technology sort of shifting so quickly all of the time, uh, we need to build marketing teams that are responsive, that are able to adapt quickly, um, but equally keep the rhythm of business moving forward. Um, and that's a really unique challenge at the moment. Yeah. You think that this will have like a long lasting change that will 
change the way we do marketing or you see things going back to the way we're doing things? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that we'll go back to where we were. Um, I think there will be a perennial shift in what we do uh, moving forward. In terms of how that plays out in marketing, um, I, I don't know yet. <laughs> honest, I'd be lying if I if I say I had a sort of uh, you know a view into the future. Um, but I do think that if we look at events as a, as an example in B two B marketing, I think there will probably be less events, um, and you know there'll be more online events for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there'll be the events that we do either do or attend will be you know bigger you know, will be more, will be a bigger occasion. Um, right. I think how we work face-to-face is going to be an interesting proposition. Um, I think we're going to see a swing to to a lot of work from home. Um, and I think we'll, we'll probably see a swing back where we get to a hybrid model. I think right. the benefit that I see is that we're probably in a place where now it's okay to work from home. Um, and then a lot of businesses, a lot of organizations and with a lot of leaders, that wasn't always the case up until now. Um, and I think things will be more digital. Yeah. Have you started to experience with some more and more digital events, I guess, in, for, in your marketing strategy? I guess webinar, but maybe like in, in general, have you uh, started to maybe think about like a bigger event or even done one and how did that um, is playing out? <coughs> not um, not done one. Um, I've attended a lot. <laughs> I can yeah. say. I've got <laughs> some good learnings that I can take from uh, from lots of from lots of people. Um, but uh, I think it's uh, I think it will depend on. Uh, I think there's, there's there's two things really. One is I think we all know with events that that a lot of the presentation elements and the speeches elements and talks they are the real marketing that happens at events and the networking and the fluid connection and the relationships of all the kind of hallway conversations and the kind of the coffee breaks and the evening events and whatnot. Um, And I think that it's difficult to get the interactivity that you get in an in-person event. And so I haven't yet seen anyone who's been able to do it in a way that would re- replicate that experience. Right. Um, and so I'm, I'm still kind of looking out there to see what others are doing to really kind of understand, okay, what, how could this work? How could this give the really the best consumer or customer experience to the people that we want to engage with? Um, but I think we, I've seen a lot more people, you can get a lot more people to digital events right now, especially now because it's a captured audience. You don't get the interactivity in quite the same way. Um, but yeah. I think it also depends on the subject matter. <laughs> yeah, but it is true. Yeah, it is hard to kind of get the networking going. And and I will say the engagement is probably different as well. Um, it depends, of course, of the speaker a lot. Like if it's a good speaker, then people stay. But otherwise, it's really easy to just like switch off. It's a lot harder to leave a room full of people when you're trying to <laughs> come <laughs> if you're bored. Right? <laughs> so here, just like... While you're watching something versus kind of standing yeah. up and walking <laughs> and it's like especially in b2b i feel like a lot of companies um 
we're also driving lead gen through events and at trade shows, like you will have a lot of people coming to your booth and you're like um, new contacts in that way. And that's probably missing right now in a lot of marketing strategies. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, have you felt like the, the, the lack of that? Have you, was events a big part of your strategy and you missing on leads right now or? Um, it played, played a part in the strategy I think it's played a part in every B2B company I've ever worked in strategy, um, industry events, owned events, um, et cetera, et cetera. I wouldn't, I don't think I could say that they've been huge from a lead generation standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, they've done a job from a lead generation standpoint. They've probably been more of a, an opportunity to connect with um, existing customers um, as much as a kind of new business piece um, and a brand awareness piece, which probably hasn't been talked about. Um, but in realism, um, I think events have always been a great exercise for sales enablement. And our sales teams, and I think in any, every organization I've ever worked on, have always been very enthusiastic about events, in-person events. Um, mm -hmm. It's not always been easy to quantify the value um, of those events um, so I think there'll be more rigor and, and thought process in terms of that um, but I yeah events is going to be an interesting one yeah no for sure <laughs> for sure um, what um, what is the one thing that your team is focusing on and maybe you want piece of advice for like other marketers right now if you have to say one thing Oh, God. Um, <laughs> one piece of advice. Uh, I would say now is the time to plan, to, to educate yourself, to read, to attend events, virtual, <laughs> um, to build your knowledge and allow yourself to have a strategic view of what the future looks like and to start to create the muscle for yourself to be prepared for where the future will be. Um, so doubling down on kind of learning and education and connection and listening and really trying to understand where the world is going, um, uh, you know, because marketing is a challenging profession to be in. Um, marketing is always in the firing line. Um, you know, if there are budget cuts, in my experience, marketing generally is, you know, first in the target uh, to be cut. So we need to be really understanding how can we add the most value to our organizations. And if we're able to be that, that real future mindset view of what the world looks like, what customers are going to be wanting and thinking and how they're going to be interacting. And we can be that, that brain of our businesses, um, mm -hmm. And, and helping our businesses grow, um, we'll do that best through our own personal growth. Yeah. And so is that what you've been doing yourself, like focusing on learning and uh, increasing your skills right now? Yeah. I've signed up to way too many events. Um, <laughs> and 
the downside is where you see the real downside of, of um, virtual events is that I've signed up to a bunch of them. I'm trying to work my way through them, you know, because I can't always attend. Um, in fact, most of them I can't attend at the time, but I'm um, trying to build that knowledge, do a lot of reading, build great connections, like sort of, you know, meeting people like yourself and, and really trying to learn from others and, and get really different perspectives on, on what's happening. Um, yeah, so for me, it's... It's a challenging time, but it's also kind of exciting um, because I see an opportunity to to do things differently and to you know the world we've experienced such such a quick shift in how we do things in the last few weeks and things that we probably would have thought would have taken years. Um, that's kind of unnerving, uh, but also exciting about what's possible then moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so much. I think um, this was uh, wonderful to talk to you today. And um, yeah, let's uh, catch up in the near future again. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by Skoda, a full-service creative agency with offices in San Francisco and Stockholm, which transforms B2B companies into brave brands.